Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 174 of the Naturally Nourished podcast. Today we are digging into my beat the bloat cleanse and talking all about the connection of dysbiosis on disease, hormones, skin health, and so much more. We're going to dig into the six-week protocol of Beat the Bloat that I developed for a microbiome reset, and I like to kind of call that a plow to your gut to reset yeast or dysbiotic bacteria overgrowth. Yes. So for those who are listening real time, I know a lot of you follow Allie along on her Instagram journey and have probably seen her posting and talking about her Beat the Bloat Cleanse. And we've gotten so many questions. Why are you doing this? Isn't your diet and your gut therefore totally perfect and spotless? And why would you have to do three rounds of of a cleanse? Um, So we'll get into that and answer a lot of the questions we've gotten in terms of your personal connection and and why you do this on basically a, a yearly basis at this point. Totally. Well, yeah, I, I did one in 2015, one in 2017. Okay, yeah. And so it's about every two years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then this one was towards the tail of 2019. So it's, it's a good housekeeping. And I'll talk definitely during this episode about how each cleanse I've done has been a unique experience. And, uh, you know, also on both ends of the spectrum, the why for each cleanse has been different and the process of the cleanse has been different and the end of the cleanse has been different. So I think it'll be an awesome episode to unpack beyond bloating as one symptom possibly of dysbiosis, what all could be underlying mechanisms and why it's so important to ensure that your gut is working for you. Totally. And and we'll get into some of the research that you've kind of dug into this time and and some new findings there too. Um, So in terms of past episodes, on candida, dysbiosis, and gut health. We've got a lot. Um, Episode 22 was an early one that digs into candida albicans. I don't know what it's about since I wasn't on that one, but it's been a long time. Um, Yeah, if you don't know what the word candida is, start there. Good place to start. (laughs) Um, And then episode 60 was on dysbiosis and the microbiome where we went into the connection of why the microbiome is so important in terms of its role on neurotransmitter production, brain health, inflammation, and metabolism. And then episode 87, we dug more into the gut-brain axis. And I think that was around the time the anti-anxiety diet was coming out. So talking beyond the biome into uh, the connection of the enteric and central nervous system, as well as impact of leaky gut. And then the most recent was episode 131, Candida and SIBO, where we distinguish between symptoms of both two considerations with the cleanse and kind of ultimately how the compounds in our Beat the Bloat Cleanse can really work to eradicate and kill off both. 
Yes. It's so funny, Becky, because uh, I was like, oh, well, we recently did this. And then here we are at 174 <laughs> and we do one episode per week. And that was pretty much like an entire year ago. It's wild. So, <laughs> so wild. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, felt like so that one's an, an awesome one as well. Um, yeah. All of them are deep dives. Today's going to be a bunch of new information. So uh, let's have a quick word from our opening sponsor and let's let it rip. Let's do it. So we first fell in love, well, Allie did with F-Bomb at the first ever KetoCon. And these guys are really a great representation of kind of the foundation of the keto diet in terms of real whole food ingredients, providing a delivery of fat to boost brain hormone health and support a keto lifestyle. And we absolutely love that they have stuck by their guns this whole time of never adding any non-caloric sweeteners to their products. Mm -hmm. Yes. So far, things have been fantastic as far as their nut butter packs and uh, quality oils. They have premium oils of avocado oil, coconut oil, and also, uh, did I say avocado, avocado, coconut, and olive oil. And then they have nut butter packs. So it's macadamia or coconut base. You guys will see Stella snacks on an F-bomb at least five times a week. They're great to keep in your uh, bags uh, for travel. Great to extend a fast to just give you some pure fat to help to boost ketone production and stabilize blood sugar levels. And it's really important when I look at my rule with children and balanced eating that we have no naked carbs. So if your child wants to have an apple or a piece of fruit, great to pair a nut butter pack from F-Bomb as a great way to balance out that glycemic index. Um, I also love that now their packs come in jars, so a great scoopable way to get quality nut butters into smoothies or protein shakes, and um, also have been enjoying their pork sticks and their Keto Crunch Cheese Crisps, which use microbial enzymes instead of additives like cellulose. So go on over to dropanfbomb.com slash AllieMillerRD. That's where you'll jump on a landing page that shows you my favorite products by F-Bomb and also has a discount code where you will save off of your first order. Drop an F-Bomb.com slash Allie Miller RD. All right, let's do this thing. So as there are always new listeners and you mentioned 131 was literally almost a year ago, that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> um, let's just refresh on what is dysbiosis versus symbiosis. And then let's also define within this um, both candida and SIBO. Okay, we'll catch everyone uh -huh. up to speed. <laughs> so uh, big picture is that we have a hundred trillion cells of bacteria and yeast that line our mucosal membranes. And this can start actually even in our eye. We have an ocular biome. We have an oral biome. There is a microbiome within our skin and most popular or most known, the microbiome that lives within the gut. We have about three to five pounds of this living bacteria and this comprises the microbiome, the majority, again, residing in the gut and then living within our mucosal membranes. Now, this bacteria or microbiome can work for us, and that would be symbiosis, when the balance of bacteria and yeast are actually going to be reducing inflammation in the body, helping us to break down food so that we can absorb more nutrients. Uh, probacteria can also manufacture nutrients. They can enhance our natural killer cell function to 
aid our defense against virus or also identify invaders in the body and kill off. So a natural host defense, if you will. And then also in a symbiotic state, we can see a lot of cognitive and mood influence. We've talked about in past episodes, and I definitely talk about in the anti-anxiety diet book, how a symbiotic gut will put out more serotonin and GABA. And that's our landing gear for our stress response. So this is going to help us to feel more calm and more mellow in our mood. Now, adversely, if we're in a dysbiotic state, dysbiosis is a state of imbalance of the microbiome where it's not serving the host. So pretty much all of those things that I said would go the opposite way. So we could be set up for nutrient deficiency instead of absorption and creation of nutrients. We can be set up for bloating, distension, and bowel irregularity. We can be set up for mood disturbances where actually there's more inflammation in the body and then also neurotransmitter-wise, we're not producing that serotonin and GABA, but instead we're making more epinephrine, which is that adrenaline fight or flight chemical where the body just feels like things aren't right when we're in a dysbiotic state. And that can be one of the primary root causes of anxiety. And I, I really dig into that connection within, within my process of the book. So symbiosis is what we all want to aspire towards with our microbiome. And two known dysbiotic conditions are candida albicans and also SIBO or small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. So real quick breakdown on those two, and then we'll all be on, on camp. Um, so candida is a opportunistic fungus. It does naturally occur within the body, so everyone is going to have some level of yeast in their system, but when the candida albicans specifically overgrows or other forms of opportunistic dysbiotic yeast, this is where we can start to see dysfunction. This is where we can start to see the immune system get compromised. We can start to, start to see skin conditions, and I'll pause there because we'll go into more of a heavy list of, of things to expect with dysbiosis or bacteria or yeast overgrowth. So candida albicans would be the yeast overgrowth, and then the SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth is when bacteria come up higher in the GI tract than where they belong, and there's a higher concentration um, in the upper intestines instead of in the colon where most of that bacteria should belong, and there's uh, pathogenic or bad bacteria overgrowth in that upper intestinal space. Got it. So that's just kind of two distinctions. And there are certainly a lot of other organisms beyond candida and beyond some that cause SIBO. I'm sure we'll delve in. Um, but if any of that sounds interesting, or you know that you have either of these via gut testing, or um, once we get into symptoms, definitely go back to episode 131 as just like a foundation. Um, let's yeah. go ahead and remind listeners what symptoms might be experienced with some form of dysbiosis, be it candida, be it SIBO, something else. Yeah. And the word pathogen, just to define for you guys, is bad bacteria, right? So there can be pathogenic bacteria like salmonella, right, is a known one. Or um, we can see uh, citrobacter as a known one that can be a really gnarly bacteria overgrowth. There can be Klebsiella. There's so many different strains. So if I use the word pathogen, I just mean that it's a bad bacteria that has disease-causing influence in the body or dysbiotic expression. Totally. So as we discussed really deep in 131, 
it's not always about the priority of your expenses when you're really trying to budget your well care um, to maybe necessarily jump right into a stool test and try to d- define by PCR technology or DNA assessment what it is. Because as we discussed in 131, a lot of the compounds that we use in the Beat the Bloat Cleanse are very um, broad spectrum and will be a great way to really plow the biome. So I'm going to name some symptoms of dysbiosis, and this would be broad with any of these types of conditions, just to kind of clarify there. Okay. Awesome. So um, we can see, of course, digestive discomfort, um, and we can see this in the form of belching or flatulence. So we can be burping. We can have um, also uh, stool irregularity, both on the ends of chronic constipation all the way through loose stool, bowel urgency, diarrhea. We can see anxiety and depression as a primary symptom. We can see intense sugar or carbohydrate cravings. We can see food sensitivity and intolerance of foods, especially like vegetable fibers, which are prebiotic and tend to feed bacteria. We can see brain fog and difficulty concentrating, chronic fatigue, headaches, and migraines. We can see dermatological issues, um, anything from rash to eczema to psoriasis, dry skin, Scalp, um, dry scalp tends to trend with more fungal infections and yeast overgrowth, vaginal yeast infections, um, nail, if we have um, either athlete's feet or nail bed fungus, or even just weak nails or brittle nails. Um, uh, Let's see, autoimmune disease is another one that I highly associate. Um, I think those are the primary big ones. Any, Any that I'm missing, Becky? I think you nailed it. I think we got okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> and bloating. Yep, bloating. I didn't yep. say the bloating, but but that's really where we would see, you know, variants of, and that's why it's called beat the bloat cleanse. Um, but uh, really, we're looking at addressing all of these conditions. But bloating or distension, we typically see, and that kind of comes into how when we do the probiotic challenge as an entryway to assess whether you are in a symbiotic or a dysbiotic gut, our probiotic challenge uses the baseline probiotic in our line, which is the 15 billion uh, CFU blend of lacto and bifido. And you do take waste measurements at rise and rest, and you do a couple preliminary measurements, and then you work up by amount of capsules um, in three-day increments by 15 billion CFUs. So you go 15 for three days, then 30 for three days, then 45, then 60. And you're checking your waist circumference to see if that bloating and distension um, gets more severe with the increase of the biome um, bacteria that you're taking in. If you're taking that live cultured probiotic and you get more bloating, that means that there's a battle going on and that you really need to go forward with the cleanse. If you notice improvement in a flatter abdomen by taking the live active probiotic in the baseline formula, then you likely were in a sterilized state and the good bacteria is helping to create balance. And if you notice no change, then likely you were in a symbiotic already balanced state. Awesome. So I'll include a link to that probiotic challenge as well as our dysbiosis and candida quiz, which is a a free resource for listeners um, in our show notes today. So they can see kind of beyond the symptoms we've mentioned, other um, primary causes so they can see beyond the symptoms. But um, let's get into some of the primary causes and just risk factors associated with imbalanced gut bacteria. Yeah. And so that's what you'll really see with the quiz. You know, as you're checking off boxes, you'll both be looking at your 
uh, physical structural health, of course, your digestive health, your symptoms, but then there'll be things like, have you taken yeah. antibiotics in the last three years? You know, do you have a diet that's high in refined sugar and refined carbohydrates? Um, do you consume alcohol? Do you take oral contraceptives, which is birth control? Have you used steroids? So the quiz will really guide you. And we've talked about in past episodes, I won't go into all the risk association, um, but there are so many things that you might even not connect the dot. And that's why in the beginning when we said, oh, well, why would Allie need this third round? <laughs> There's so many factors at play. And we'll, we'll kind of unpack that with my personal story today. Okay. And then before we get into treatment of dysbiosis and kind of what to do about all of this, let's talk a little bit about your own personal history with yeast and bacterial overgrowth. Yes. And it's so funny because like you mentioned in the beginning of this episode, a lot of uh, followers on Instagram and whatnot are like, Allie, isn't your gut perfect? Why are you doing a, a gut and yeast cleanse? Why are you doing the beat the bloat cleanse? And it's, it's really interesting because, you know, I had been practicing functional medicine from 2009 onward. And it wasn't until early 2015 when I ran my first MRT test that I delved into my first gut cleanse. And it was because I was on the 10th month of trying to get pregnant. So, you know, you would get diagnosed with infertility at one year of trying to conceive. And I was right there and dealing with a lot of stress and wondering why my body wasn't behaving. And you know, I had some knowns of hormone imbalance, as I've shared with you guys in other episodes. I have endometriosis, and um, you know that drives hormone dominance, of course. And I was under a lot of stress in those years, just growing my my business and my clinic. And when I ran my hormones, um, the most recent one, the early 2015, my DHEA was over a thousand, and so I was super androgenic. Um, my progesterone levels were super, super low. So I was starting to work with bioidentical progesterone, you know, doing the calm and clear and the relax and regulate and all that stuff, but there was still something not right. So I decided at the 10th month of, of um, not getting pregnant that I was going to run the MRT test because at least that would bring down the inflammation in my body. And maybe there was something that I was eating that was driving this imbalance in my body. And unbeknownst to me, uh, candida albicans actually came up as a yellow or moderately reactive um, response to my immune system in the MRT test. So I was pretty shocked because I never had irregular stools. I didn't experience bloating. I didn't have any dermatological drama at that time. And so I didn't really think I felt I fit the mold. You know, I was doing sure. gut cleanses on so many clients yep. and it wasn't even in my, my wheelhouse or my radar for fertility or for what I thought my personal needs were. I, I guess to be fair, I knew the autoimmune connection. And that's why when I got those results, I just really jumped in. And totally. it's, it's wild um, because the biggest experience I had, um, you know, I did have a little bit more bowel mass and I'll talk more about bowel mass as we talk about this cleanse sure. <laughs> round three. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, I have distinct memories of being like at brunch or dinner or talking to girlfriends and especially girlfriends in functional medicine and saying, I don't know what's going on with my body but it feels like there are like cobwebs in my uterus that mm -hmm. are being like broomed out of my system. And it feels as if there, maybe there's some biofilms, which for listeners, that's basically the underlying networks of bacteria and yeast that, that create the, like the root system of your microbiome. And I kept saying, 
I feel like there's like biofilms built up in my uterus and that this is cleaning out the cobwebs. And true to timeline, my first cycle following my Beat the Bloat cleanse is when I got pregnant. Yep. Yep. So that was kind of, sounds like news to you up until that point. Like you would use the berberine and oil of oregano and things like that for yeast cleanses, candida bloating, but didn't necessarily use them to support fertility or endometriosis. Right. And there's actually so much literature out there on the influence of berberine and uterine health. I was shocked as I started to dig into the research and you know, came to find beyond berberine that also thyme and oregano oil, which are in the candy activator, now the um, herbal immune, we'll, we'll talk about the rebrand there in a moment, <laughs> but um, that thyme and oregano oil also have been shown in research to increase progesterone levels. So there was this kind of multifactorial approach that was enhancing my fertility and also addressing my uterine tissue, reducing fibroids, helping with the estrobilome, which is the microbiome and estrogen regulation of the female hormone. Totally. So we featured over on the Allie Miller RD Instagram over the last two weeks, um, an image of you with the shifts during cleanse two and cleanse three, kind of a side-by-side, not necessarily a before and after from the same timestamp, but side-by-side. And then I just recently posted um, three different studies on how berberine can modulate hormone and have an impact on uterine tissue, which is really, really remarkable. But um, literally all four of the formulas in Beat the Bloat can have a positive influence on hormones, which I think is a lot deeper than when you first started creating these bundles and and cleanses. We didn't expect this. Right, right. And it's remarkable for men as well. You know, so the three studies that you posted, um, and I'll just kind of hit on them a little bit, had influence on how berberine can improve sexual hormone binding globulin, which is both important for men and women. So as far as testosterone regulation, sexual hormone binding globulin is really how the hormone's able to work in your body beyond what's just circulating through your body, right? Um, We've seen increases in um, improvement, excuse me, in insulin resistance and glucose regulation or lowering average glucose levels. Uh, We've seen a decrease in BMI and an improved waist to hip ratio. We've seen correction in literature on FSH and LH, the follicular stimulating and luteinizing hormone in females, the ratio there, reduction in size of fibroids, yet maintaining healthy uterine tissue. So not just killing uterine cells, but only killing abnormal cells and removing the buildup. We've seen also and potentially most impactful, the increase in live birth rate <laughs> and yes. less, less adverse effects when they've actually done research studies comparing the use of berberine to metformin, so less GI distress, improved live birth rate compared to metformin, which is very important to say. And um, they've done studies also comparing this to a lot of fertility drugs like letrozole. Totally. And, and some of that makes sense. We've been using berberine here and there for, you know, clients with elevated blood sugars and, um, you know, instead of metformin or maybe when weaning them down off of metformin. Um, but I think the uterine tissue connection is like a huge piece of the puzzle that we didn't really know about. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so we, we hit just about this estrobalome. <laughs> I think the word still is so funny to say, um, but in episode 172, so just recently, and that's the first time I've actually heard that word. So I'm like, what? All this literature has been here and I, I think I just haven't delved into it. Um, but in our episode, All Things Hormones, um, kind of Q&A, we started to dig into that reciprocal relationship that hormones have on the microbiome and also that the microbiome has on hormonal expression. And when someone is dealing with endometriosis or fibroids or PCOS, um, with endometriosis specifically, estrogen imbalance can lead to intestinal bacterial dysregulation, which can create a subsequent change in the immune and inflammatory response within the female's body. Totally. And then berberine boost, which is that antifungal, antimicrobial tool in beat the bloat can go way beyond a cleanse having influence, like you mentioned, on hormone balance, blood sugar regulation, even body composition change and fertility rates. Um, but then, you know, to add an extra layer, like many of the naturally nourished supplements, we combine other therapeutic nutrients in an effective dosage. Yes. So when we're looking at literature, which we will um, put five studies, at least in the show notes on the effects of berberine in which these, you know, mechanisms that we're talking about, most research studies are going to use um, somewhere between 500 to 1200 milligrams a day. And my protocol for Beat the Blow uses uh, two tablets twice daily, which is 800 milligrams of berberine. So it's pretty dead smack in the middle there of an active, functional, effective dosage. But the berberine boost formula uses Coptis, which is also known as golden thread, and Oregon grape root as the kind of whole food forms to provide the berberine. And both of them have their own unique whole synergistic plant influence on the body. So golden thread has been used for centuries to treat GI stress, parasite, has been shown in more up-to-date literature on uh, fantastic effects for psoriasis. And then um, Oregon grape root um, is fantastic as a bile driver, um, good for liver stagnation. And then of course the antimicrobial antifungal support. Um, and all of these are blended with also traditional Chinese medicine blends, which include things like ginger and skullcap to support neurological function, mellow out the higher activity that's going on in, in the GI tract so that the system feels calmer and safe through the process. And yes, and that Oregon grapefruit, I think I'll never forget that just because um, over book tour in Seattle, we were hiking kind of on some trails. Um, I think it was behind Bastyr and you were kind of pointing out some different plants and, and compounds and things like that. And you pulled up like a root of this and had us like chew on it for a little bit. And I will say... <laughs> Without a doubt, I prefer to just take my berberine boost because I can still totally like viscerally uh, taste that that intense bitterness of the grapefruit. Yeah, the, the, it's super alkaloid, and um, you can even taste that if the tablets sit in your mouth. You uh -huh. know, like if you put the, your pills in your mouth, they're not they're not super enterically coated because we want that efficacy to also hit if you had SIBO, right? So we want that to be a pretty immediate release and action right when it hits the, the gut. Um, and, and yeah, you can taste that, that bitter alkaloid <laughs> for sure. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and then the candy activator, AKA now herbal immune is going to have oil of oregano, thyme, and lemon balm. In addition to, um, there's one other compound in there. Um, 
thyme, oregano, lemon balm. I'm forgetting what it is. I'll think of it in a moment. Look um, it up as I talk next. I will. <laughs> um, but all of which are going to have um, pretty awesome effects that I didn't know about on female hormone balance. Yes. So, you know, a part of rebranding the candy activator to herbal immune is the fact that the, the word candy activator sounds like it's literally just to, to support a candida cleanse. And the berberine and um, the, I'll call this the essential oil blend. So there's the, the berberine alkaloid blend, um, and then there's the essential oil blend. They work different, differently where the herbal immune essential oil blend uses more um, of a uh, apoptosis, um, which is a like cellular suicide. It actually uses more oxygen with the essential oils to play a role in kind of popping and killing off the bacteria and yeast overgrowth. Whereas the uh, berberine is going to be more astringent and, and more um, uh, varied mechanism of uh, killing, if you will. So we brought that into our line as candy activator because it was such a successful layer in a cleanse. But I didn't like the name candy activator because it assume, assumes, excuse me, that it's just for candida, sure. which it isn't. It's for SIBO and it's for anything. But also you lose the influence on how it can support female hormone balance, how it can support the immune system. So we've talked about how the oil of oregano and thyme and lemon balm can also be very supportive for um, upper respiratory infection or ear, nose, and throat. So when you have mucus or phlegm, that should be your go-to immune boost plus the BioC plus to help to get you through something. And lemon balm, you know, so I talked about how thyme and oregano can actually enhance progesterone in the body. Well, lemon balm has been used traditionally to help to relax and strengthen women, helping to alleviate irritability and depression, especially if we're associated with variants of hormonal cascades, like during times of PMS. And it can help to regulate periods and relax spasms, which cause period pain, um, as well as reducing the fluid retention caused by PMS. So that's one that we didn't even talk about in episodes 106 and 107, you know, how to manage your period. And now herbal immune would be a good tool you could pulse in as well. So a new uh, tool for your tool belt. Cool. I didn't know that at yeah. all. Um, the other compound in there is sage. So kind of falling in that same family as the oregano thyme and lemon balm, although I'm sure it has other um, impacts as well. Yeah. I didn't uh, research sage for today's episode. Nope, so always okay. new things to learn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely a good thing to pulse in kind of toward um, the beginning of your cycle. If you deal with PMDD or, or when you're getting close to your cycle, um, like those days, maybe 26 and, and beyond. Um, if you're dealing with PMS, PMDD, or uh, both to kind of mellow that mood stability as well as the bloating influence that you mentioned. And um, not only that, but lemon balm also has a lot of antiviral benefits with studies showing successful results with things like Epstein-Barr and beyond. Yeah. So that's why the name change yes. <laughs> of herbal <laughs> immune, because I feel like it's so much more. And um, yeah, the hormonal mechanisms and mood are really, really significant. I think I was just laughing as, in my head as you were talking, Becky, about the sage um, add-in and um, thinking of like what Dr. Deb says about how your pelvis holds memories. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you just need to sage your uterus. Sage that out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's the thing. <laughs> That's how I'm going to take it from now on. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, 
Totally. So yeah, so so basically the berberine boost and, and the herbal immune are the two primary plows, right? Or like what's going to help to kill off the bacteria or yeast overgrowth in your body. Um, the berberine boost is going to be taken, generally speaking, with food. And again, you're getting 800 milligrams in four tablets. So it's, it's generally recommended to do two tablets twice daily with two meals. Um, and then the uh, herbal immune would be taken because it uses those essential oils and kind of more of that oxygenation or that popping effect. You will get a little bit of regurge or taste. I think it's uh -huh. kind of pleasant because it's herbal. It's not like a gnarly, you know, fermented fish oil taste or anything like that. It's pretty bright and, and um, herbaceous, if you will. Um, but so that should be taken more at rise and midday, segregated from food to have more of that functionality. Now, with that being said, me being on my final week of this six-week protocol and real lifing, there are times, most definitely, that I will throw my my herbal immune in with my berberine boost just because. I'm running an errand and I don't want to totally. put essential oil gel cap in my pocket and whatever. And uh -huh. it will work fine, but you will get more belching if you yep. take it with food. So you will get more of that aftermath taste and influence. Like pizza burps. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's still more pleasant. I don't know. I don't, because pizza burps would have like gnarly cheese. And like right. Bleh. Like tomato influence. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just herbaceous. It's like a breath mint, man. It's great. Um, and then the other two in the bundle are uh, going to be GI cleanup, which is a unique form of a almost probiotic supplement. It's a bacteriophage. And so there is a probiotic strain as well as this phage compound, which basically works to break up biofilms, again, the underlying networks of bacteria and creates space for the good bacteria to regrow or restore after the cleanse. So the GI cleanup is taken at rise and rest for two weeks, and then it's just taken once a day through the remaining of the six-week cleanse. And then we keep that GI cleanup also in the bacteria rebuild, which is a four-week protocol that follows the cleanse. And then during the cleanse, the fourth player that you'd be taking in the bundle is ultimate detox. And I will say loudly, it is very important. Um, you know, if you're not doing my beat the bloat cleanse, but you're looking for these formulas individually, make sure that you have phase two detox support. So ultimate detox just has the phase two amino acids that aid in encapsulating and removing toxins to basically remove the debris from the die off. And this is what's going to help substantially with any die-off symptoms. So I'm constantly, when people are DMing me during the Beat the Blood Cleanse and they're like, okay, this is happening. It's uh -huh. like, okay, that's good. Your body's doing work. It's plowing. This is, um, things are coming out. And so up your ultimate detox so that, you know, the headache reduces or up your ultimate detox so that um, you don't have as much of the skin flare that you're currently having or that your GI slows down a little bit. Um, that really is going to support your liver in the removal process and then also make the symptoms much less significant as well as support the efficacy of the cleanse because the ultimate detox also helps you to get into those biofilms. Totally. We have a blog that I'll link on coping with a candida cleanse. It's one of our most popular Google searched blogs for whatever reason. And I think we redid it semi-recently. So I'll link to that um, where I think the solution to like every question, every FAQ on there is pulls up your ultimate detox first. <laughs> totally. Uh, and then just one more hit kind of on the hormone side of things, ultimate detox is also going to be a great tool to support rebalancing that estroblome as the uh, calcium D glucurate in there is going to reduce 
excessive estrogen. So it's going to be a beta glucuronidase inhibitor. Yes. And so some stool tests will show elevated levels of beta glucuronidase uh-huh. um, as an influencing factor of either slower bowel motility. And often that drives estrogen dominance because remember, it's your liver and your colon that remove circulating estrogen from your body. So this is something that we could pulse up also. We've talked about in past episodes, either taking a detox pack, the Reset, Restore, Renew detox packs have three ultimate detox one phase one and one antioxidant blend pill in each pack. So that's what we talk about with estrogen dominance, females taking that towards the tail end in the beginning of their cycle, or you could just use the ultimate detox. And again, to be clear, this is fantastic for men's hormones as well, because many men go and andro, not androgenic, excuse me. Yeah, no. Um, andropause. andropause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They go through andropause, um, like menopause for women, andropause in men where their testosterone goes down and their estrogen comes up. And so when we bring in the ultimate detox, that helps to enhance testosterone expression and reduce that excess circulating estrogen in men as well. Especially remember if you've had successful weight loss, remember your fat cells are estrogenic themselves. And so you really want to support that detox removal process. Totally. Yeah. And men will often see kind of that um, gynomastia or or man boobs kind of hanging around after um, weight loss or testosterone levels actually showing lower in uh, salivary testing. So that's a really good tool to use in that case. Yes. Okay. So this has turned into a a total deep dive on um, the supplements in our Beat the Bloat bundle. And as always, we hope this information can be used for those of you who don't have access yet to our formulas. So international listeners, we see you. We're working on hopefully Canada and Mexico within the next year. Um, But you can always take, you know, the formulas that are linked in our show notes and take a look at the label um, or screenshot it and, and what have you, and try to find a comparable product, especially looking at dosage and synergistic ingredients. Yes. Um, and then for those of you in the US, we always guarantee there will be at least 2% and typically more like 5% below formulas that are truly competitive on the market. Yes. And it's important to note that efficacy of the dosage, because you can't just compare a berberine from Whole Foods or, <laughs> you know, uh, Walmart or CVS or whatever compared to berberine boost because of, again, the whole food ingredient, as well as making sure, you know, you could buy a berberine supplement that has a hundred milligrams. Mm-hmm. And so you'd have to take eight capsules <laughs> to equate the amount in our cleanse and then also not get that synergistic effect of the coptis and the Oregon grapefruit. So really look at the ingredients and the dosage if you're trying to find a replacement. But um, I am confident that especially by layering in things like bundles, we then add another discount on top of things. So like the Beat the Bloat bundle itself is 12% off that already discounted per item discount. And then when you do um, subscriptions, like let's say you do a subscription to the Ultimate Detox, because that's something that you like to use ongoing cyclically or whatnot. Um, my greatest goal of providing and really creating the naturally nourished supplement line is to provide you guys access to formulas that are effective and the most affordable because I want each and every one of you to be empowered with this information and to really get clinical outcomes to using pharmaceutical grade products at the best available price. 
Totally. And when we upgrade our website, it's going to be even easier to subscribe. So more on that to come for sure. Um, and I think maybe, you know, after our keto program and probably our 10 day detox, beat the bloat would be kind of the, the third in line. And, and that includes these four products we've been talking about, as well as the ebook that includes meal plans, guidelines, a protocol and kind of a deeper dive into the what's and how's and why's of a cleanse. Um, but that would be like the most highly sold. And, and I think, you know, the one we get the most feedback on from non clients. Yeah. 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 Um, in terms of like before and after pictures, which we always love getting. So if you've done the cleanse, send those our way on Instagram. Um, and just so much more in terms of like testimonials and, and, um, kind of feedback from that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's dig in and kind of circle back to your story a little bit, Ali. You said cleanse one, you really, you know, attribute to successful pregnancy after almost a year of infertility. Um, and then what happened for you during the second and then more recent third cleanse? Okay. So um, the second cleanse I did just after Stella weaned and um so, you know, I had Stella as an emergency C-section. She was supposed to be an at-home water birth, all of the things. Uh, you can listen to that podcast episode way back in the archives. Um, but she ended up being an emergency C-section. And so I was on IV antibiotics. Um, she was uh, fully breached and um, her head was engulfed in my uterus. Um, so I had a Mullerian fusion and a lot of drama where... Um, the, the delivery was very difficult and there was a lot of digestive distress as well as I had really severe diastasis recti, which is the splitting of your, your, you know, central abdomen. Um, like five, it was a couple inches. It was serious. <laughs> um, and so following IV antibiotics, the diastasis recti, the traumatic, traumatic delivery, and really all of the shifts that occurred within my intestinal area, I had quite severe chronic constipation after delivery. And that's when I had like a light switch of gluten intolerance that I would feel like a scalpel was scraping my intestines. If I even had a residual, you know, a potato that was <laughs> dredged in flour or anything like that, you know? Um, so I started to have pretty significant GI distress following Stella delivery. And I did everything I, I could um, because to be clear, and this is something that's asked all the time, um, it is not recommended to do the beat the bloat cleanse either during pregnancy. So once you get a successful, if you get pregnant during the cleanse, that's fine, but you would just stop the um, active formulas of the cleanse. You could keep going with the uh, GI cleanup and then you'd go right into probiotics. Yep. Um, so I was doing everything I could probiotic wise to re-inoculate following IV antibiotics, like twice daily, the rebuild spectrum probiotic and the targeted strength I had done twice daily for the first three months and then was just remaining on it once daily of course, taking relax and regulate and all the things. Um, but I also started to have some weird immune stuff and biome related stuff in my skin. Um, one of them was like recurring styes in mm -hmm. my eyes and one that really became a quite large child. I can never say it. Chileazon. <laughs> Chileazon. Um, it's like a dragon or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
Calazion, I think. Sure. Um, and it was my right eye. I still remember. And we used to call it Darth and I had to like use a hot metal spoon and uh -huh. like, like drain it. It was really disgusting. <laughs> and, um, you know, that was ocular biome imbalance. And so I knew that there was microbiome disruption and that I wasn't able to just probiotic my way out of it. Sure. <laughs> and so when Stella showed disinterest and weaned at that year, that's when I did that second cleanse. And at that time, because of the diastasis recti and all of the constipation and whatnot, I did have substantial, I'm talking like a five inch variance of bloating from rise to rest, not like one and a half, five, I would vary. That's on intense. Mm-hmm. So that's the one that I show on Facebook where I'm not pushing out my belly to compare. That was like actually my relaxed abdomen. Um, and I was still really low percent body fat, but my abdomen just would not flatten. And so that was the second one. And, and that did resolve the sty. I have not had any recurring after that second cleanse. Um, now this third one, I had just wrapped book tour. I was noticing more and more like itchy skin. And I was like, well, maybe it's just because I'm like switching, you know, locations and different um, humidity factors and such. Um, but my scalp was also getting more and more dry and itchy. Um, I had a hint of like an eye bump on the 26th, I remember still, um, of December. And I was like, that's it. This mm -hmm. thing is not coming back. <laughs> I looked at Brady and I was like, I think Darth's trying to come. Uh -huh. um, and so right that day, I started the cleanse. And a part of the reason also of why I was ready to do the cleanse, I had a... Um, a skincare facial and I had had all this androgenic acne on my chin and I had attributed it to, again, I just said androgenic meaning stress hormone induced. And it really started with my, my book deadline for the anti-anxiety diet cookbook. So probably let's say like April, May, all the way through the end of the year. And I was like, well, it's just because I'm not taking a rest and I'm going into the tour and all these things are happening. And so, you know, I, it's, it's just stress induced acne. And I kept working all my hormone stuff. You know, I, I addressed my adrenals, but the acne wasn't resolving. And this girl at the facial said, well, yeah, it can be stress induced and hormone influenced, but you know that acne is still bacteria mediated. And I just like, need, I, I knew that, but again, it's just like hearing it from the outside and being like, oh yeah, duh. And y'all know, like, that's why antibiotics are used so readily by dermatologists. So that's when I said, all right, guys, cleanse three, it's going down. And I started it right after Christmas and I'm just wrapping up. And I will say that, um, well, let's take a word from our sponsor and yes. then we'll say the fun <laughs> stuff that happened this process. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I want to hear about die off and kind of cleanses always kick something up. So I definitely want to hear about your experience and kind of normalize that a little bit for listeners who might be, you know just thinking about doing their first cleanse, but let's have a word from Wild Foods first. Yes. So Wild Foods is a company that puts quality, sustainability, and health first in all of their products. And they have everything. Food is medicine from coffee to turmeric to medicinal mushrooms. And every single product is painstakingly sourced from small farms around the globe. They take their mission seriously to fix the broken food system and believe that real food is medicine. And they've partnered with us in the Naturally Nourished podcast to give you guys an exclusive discount. So when you use the code AllieMillerRD at checkout, you will get 12% off your order. So let's share some of our favorite things that listeners may want to add to their cart, Becky. 
Yes. So a couple of things that I'm super excited about. Um, one, their wild vanilla, which is going to be made from carefully hand uh, carefully selected, hand harvested whole vanilla beans. The entire raw bean is dried and then ground to create this like really rich, dark brown aromatic powder full of antioxidants and great for things like smoothies, for baking, instead of like scraping the inside of a vanilla bean or using uh, vanilla extract, which is going to have some form of a carrier or alcohol, which is not always that pleasant in like a smoothie or something like that. Um, so super excited to get my hands on some of that. And then their um, cocoa butter wafers are going to be raw, organically grown, unrefined, non-deodorized, um, all of those things certified fair trade cacao butter from small family farms, which are amazing for like smoothies, shakes, um, as well as um, in like a fatty coffee, if you're not doing dairy or if you want just kind of a, a little bit of a change up. Totally. And um, I love their matcha. Uh, I'm always telling you guys to look for ceremonial grade. And now I like that I have a brand I can tell you, Wild uh -huh. Matcha. <laughs> so this is going to be, of course, fine ground, um, whole tea leaves that are grown in the shade to increase that L-theanine, which is that nootropic or a modulator for your neurotransmitters, helps with concentration, focus, creativity, and is anxiolytic or anxiety reducing. Well, it still gives you a good amount of energy but that energy gets delivered nice and slow and steady throughout the day instead of a jag like you would get with other caffeine. You get a nice slow release with matcha over about four to six hours. Um, this is a first harvest, and so you're going to get the highest and best flavor in the wild matcha. And then their teas themselves, they have 10 blends. Um, my favorite right now is the Thai G tea. It's made with green rooibos, which is super antioxidant rich. It has ginger, lemongrass, and lime. It's fantastic daily, um, both hot or iced as a great midday way to boost your energy levels, but without the caffeine. Um, so great thing to do even in the evening and very refreshing. And then um, another thing that I want to call to action is their Cocotropic, which is a wild superfood elixir. You guys may see on Instagram, I'm adding that to my boosted coffee regularly now. It has reishi and chaga mushroom extracts, which are fantastic to support adaptogenic influence on stress, as well as support the immune system, performance enhancement. There's also raw maca powder to um, support our hormone balance and also adapt to stress demands and wild turmeric to be an anti-inflammatory. Uh, it has cacao powder in there as well and no non-caloric sweeteners. <laughs> so it's just the ingredients, wild cacao powder, reishi mushroom extract, raw maca, chaga mushroom extract, and turmeric powder. Fantastic in your boosted coffee. Great um, mood improvement, general relaxation, concentration boost. And then the last thing I'll call out is they are also my source now for all medicinal mushrooms. So they have any of these mushrooms in blends and on their own. Um, so you can choose varied forms like cordyceps or reishi. Check it all out at wildfoods.co, not com. So go on over to wildfoods.co and put an Allie Miller RD at checkout. You'll get 12% off your order and you can check out all of these food as medicine staples. Awesome. All right. So let's now dig in a little bit on kind of some of the cleanse, not yes. so fun stuff and, and some of the action, I guess, that you saw during this time. Yes. 
So um, this cleanse was the most interesting hit on my enteric nervous system and central nervous system connection. So first, I just want to kind of remind listeners to this significance. Um, you know, I talked about that serotonin and GABA, but it's important to understand that the gut is intertwined with neurons, and it really does serve as the manufacturing plant for over 30 neurotransmitters. And these act in the same way as the neurotransmitters would in the brain. There's a bilateral communication from the brain brain and the um, spine, the central nervous system, to this enteric nervous system. And over 90% of the body serotonin is manufactured and stored in the gut, whereas about 50% of the body's dopamine and the majority of the body's GABA. Our enteric nervous system is the primary division of our autonomic nervous system, which is really the function of the body that works regulating our system, right? So it controls our heart rate, our digestion, our respiratory rate, our sexual arousal. It plays a role as the primary driver of our fight or flight response, which is that sympathetic nervous response, as well as our parasympathetic maintenance, rest, digest, regulate mode. So these over 500 neurons of our enteric nervous system can work in connection to or independent of the central nervous system. And the vagus nerve carries, um, it's the largest nerve of our autonomic nervous system, and it goes from the brainstem down to the colon. And that, ner that vagus nerve is influenced both in the parasympathetic and sympathetic. It's kind of like the highway of info that carries the signals of the microbiome into our HPA access. So the, the big connection that I want to state here is that the brain-gut axis is supported by the connection of the central nervous system and the enteric nervous system. This is expressed by neurotransmitters that carry signals of the vagus nerve influenced by the microbiome. So if that's intriguing to you, check out definitely chapter three of the anti-anxiety diet where I really geek out on that process. But I want to just... Uh, say how important that is first. <laughs> so in a sense, you know, optimizing your microbiome is not only going to support digestive and immune health, but it's also going to promote optimal neurotransmitter production and mood stability. Um, but sometimes when you go into a cleanse, things get worse before they get better. And, and a lot of times we see more of like a fight or flight response in the initial push. Yes. And, and that is what I experienced this third cleanse. I actually had no mood or, and no sympathetic nervous system response in my first two processes. So in 2015 and in 2017. Um, but when I jumped in at the end of 2019 with this one, I was on day four or so when it started to hit me. And um, I started to get reactivity from my, my bowels on day three of the cleanse where I was, you know, having probably from like days four through 12, some loose frequent stools, um, probably like three cups of volume plus of stool a day. Um, so like three to six bowel movements a day, significantly higher volume output than norm. And I would say on day nine or so, so like just after the week mark within that four to 12 day window, I experienced some significant anxiety in the evening. It was more physiological. Um, I had nothing to mentally or emotionally be upset about. Um, and I was able to do like my four, seven, eight breath and all of my technique, but my body just wouldn't shut down. My sleep was total crap, like four hours that night. Um, the following night I was anticipating my period 
and I passed an ovarian cyst. So this third cycle, I had a lot of that like uterine sensation as well. Um, but I, with um, and the endometriosis, have what are called chocolate cysts. And these are basically cysts that have, they're basically sacs of um, tissue that contain old blood and they attach to the ovaries. And these can affect ovarian function. In fact, they're one of the number one causes of infertility with endometriosis. And I literally am 100% positive that I passed a cyst, both by the output, but also by the cramping and the like, I was like thrashing in bed. Um, sorry, I don't want to freak you guys out. It's a good day though. I'm on the other end of it. Yep. yep. Um, it was super intense. I slept for less than two nights that night. And I, I ended up like taking a shower at like 5 a.m. so I could fall asleep for an hour and a half. But after that shower is when like I was able to pass everything. And then the following night, I slept like five to six hours with some physiological intensive like cramping because then my cycle was full on happening. Um, but I feel now I'm sleeping like a baby. I'm super grounded. I can tell that I'm optimized and I'm approaching another cycle. And I can tell that um, this one is going to be absolutely like nothing going on, no drama, easy peasy, like, oh, just had my period. Hmm. Um, also because now I know <laughs> that I'll be using that herbal immune as I tail end totally. my cleanse and that'll be still the support for the fluid retention and the mood stability and all of that jazz. Totally. So yeah, I think that's really important for listeners to hear and understand that, you know, pushing through is often necessary for whole body health. And usually those extreme discomfort symptoms are a sign that something's happening that needs to happen yeah. in your body. Um, did you change anything or, or shift anything else like supplement wise uh, to kind of get yourself out of that? Did you go back on your um, berberine or um, candy activator at all? Or are you just kind of hit the throttle? <laughs> well, because I was confident that this all needed to happen, like you just said, you know, um, I just increased and, and used, I don't use sleep support that often, but I was taking two sleep support mm -hmm. at night. I was doubling down on my relax and regulate. I was taking more GABA calm than normal. And um, I was taking like eight calm and clear. And this would be a time if you are dealing with anxiety during a cleanse, if you're not on an SSRI, um, why you might consider using something like 5-HTP. So I will also include a link in the show notes. Um, remind me to do that, Becky, for Sarosin, which sure. is a product through Metagenics um, that I do like. And um, that's something that you can consider. But big picture, you know, with an optimized microbiome, not only now are you experiencing less anxiety with the increased expression of serotonin and GABA, but now you're having less excessive stress chemical compounds from the less dysbiotic bacteria. So you're both getting less chemical stress response and you're getting more mood stability when you are on the other end of this process. And beyond mood, you're getting the benefit of that rebalanced estroblome, so hormone balance. You're going to see enhanced cognitive function. You're um, going to see improvements in your brain-derived neurotropic factor and um, less bloating, metabolic boost, so much more. So it's, it's worth pushing through for sure. Totally. So that... Um reactivity that we're talking about often deemed as like a Herxheimer reaction or a Herx reaction. Um, it's kind of like things getting worse before they get better. Um, let's just define like some of the reason for this and, and some of the undesired symptoms. And then we'll talk about um, ways to support. 
Yes. So essentially it's because there's endotoxins that are released by the microbes when they die off. And that's why the ultimate detox is so important because it helps to, that's what I'm talking about, the debris that's released in the cleanse. So the ultimate detox helps to encapsulate and remove those endotoxins. Oh, and I will say, um, whoops, I will say out loud to listeners, I was not using ultimate detox. Ooh. I know. I actually didn't have that like to discuss, but that's a very clear oops. And that's probably why I was more symptomatic this time with totally. like, mood yep. and stress response because I probably had an overload surge of endotoxins. I just had that realization. And a lot of those can cross the blood-brain barrier. Um, I, I was just using leftover product I had from the, the Houston office closing. And so I didn't order the bundle online. I just pulled the candy um, activator and the berberine boost and the GI cleanup and just started doing the work. And I actually was even out of detox packs because it was the holidays. <laughs> so that probably played a role of my uh-huh. first reaction. Ta-da! Totally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's the thing is the body gets burdened with toxins. And um, when you're doing a gut cleanse, it's important to ensure proper nutrients that protect the body um, to both, you know, drive that activation of phase one detox, as well as more importantly, again, that conversion and excretion of phase two detoxification. And that's where we can see things like sometimes the insomnia or the palpitations if the body is physiologically responding to the stress of the endotoxin. So I already mentioned, you know, some of the things you could do on the mood side of, of the equation. Um, and uh, another one that I would definitely emphasize is that yeah, that's why you want to do it with the bundle because you don't want to just select one of these formulas. They all four work with a, a special synergy. Yes. And we could layer on you know, um, some food as medicine support as well. So I'm sure you were doing at least some of this if you didn't have the <laughs> ultimate detox. Um, what are some of your favorites there? Yeah. And so this is where the ebook is a really fantastic tool because it really supports an abundance approach. Uh, but we really want to get a high amount of antioxidants. We want to support sulfur compounds, which is going to be like our cruciferous vegetables, our aliums, like our onion, shallots, garlic. Now you might hold your aliums if you have known SIBO, um, but otherwise that would be a fine thing to, to use within a dysbiosis cleanse. You do want to have ample fiber to aid in the gathering and the removal, the bulking of stool, and then fluid to aid in that motility as well, and also just lessen the load on their liver and kidneys and the filtering process of the toxins from the die-off. You could consider adding in also like coconut oil, which is rich in caprylic acid. I often recommend doing things like oil pulling, um, which is a fantastic way where you'd kind of swish coconut oil in your mouth. That's going to support the oral microbiome, which is very important during a cleanse. And then to balance things, you might do something like my uh, turmeric shooter. This is another great tool to support the liver and detox uh, pathways in the body. And this is also going to be high antioxidant blend. It's a turmeric, ginger, and lemon that's basically blended together and done as like a shot. And then Epsom salt bath and um, really anything that moves lymphatic tissues, so like body brushing, sauna, um, and get a I'm, massage. I'm getting a massage today. <laughs> yes. I was just going to say, yeah, <laughs> a prescription for a massage is always good. Totally. Um, definitely good for lymphatic tissue movement. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. And obviously our, our protocol goes way, way deeper into coping with the cleanse, food as medicine support. Um, any kind of final thoughts on the um, beat the bloat protocol that you want to call out? 
Yeah. So it's broken into it's six active weeks and um, the whole process is going to be restricted of carbohydrates, of course, because excessive carbs are going to break down into sugar and that blood sugar spike is going to feed dysbiotic bacteria and yeast. So it is carb controlled, but it's not as low carb as like a tight keto protocol would be. Um, we do give you guidance on how to stay within those 60 grams. And the first three weeks is going to be completely free of fermented and probiotic rich foods, as well as um, also the whole cleanse is going to be free of yeasted foods, of course. And then there's a list of therapeutic foods to try to layer in to enhance the process. And then as we get into weeks four through six, so past that halfway mark, I maintain that limitation of carbohydrates, but I have you select either Bragg's apple cider vinegar or a plain uh, Greek yogurt or a coconut-based yogurt or fermented vegetable and start to see how your body responds to that because that's a good litmus of whether your body is improving and it's able to take in good bacteria and then you can start to kind of reseed with food as you're working that final three weeks. Um, or if you get a setback and you get intolerance, and that means that you need to hold them at least another couple weeks and you might extend the period of your cleanse. So that's a good feedback for your body of whether you're tolerating probiotics as you get to the tail of that process. Totally. And I think it's so important to note, just kind of closing up here, um, we've gone well beyond our, our hour as usual. Um, the importance of the rebuild phase. So I can't tell you how many times I'll come across a client who like did the beat the bloat, but never ordered the second bundle or never got to that part of the protocol because they were just rocking and feeling really good and kind of dropped off. Um, let's talk about kind of like where you go from here, what you personally are doing in terms of like rebuilding the gut. Yeah, you know, it comes down to really watching how important those short chain fatty acids are. And these are the byproducts of our probiotics in the presence of prebiotic fibers. So it is important when we're looking at the influence of mucosal serotonin release and the influence on memory and stimulation of our sympathetic nervous system and how our body responds to stress that we have a balanced short chain fatty acid output. And these also create energy for our body. The, the name one that we would think of is butyrate. Um, and you may have heard of the word butyrate because beta-hydroxybutyrate, BHB, which is in the ketone body when you make ketones, is also very supportive in fueling and repairing our gut cells. But just maintaining a ketogenic diet alone is not necessarily going to be enough for a post cleanse protocol, you really do need to bring in a synergy of probiotics and you do need those fibers as well. So again, a litmus of if you're not tolerating the fibers, like let's say you were doing this as a carnivore approach and you bring in some of these fermented vegetables and you don't get uh, positive feedback or you can't get your leafy greens in again, you may want to look at an MRT test to see if it's an immune mediated food sensitivity. Otherwise, you need to do more work on the plowing of the gut for the intolerance because you should get to a state where a healthy gut flora is going to accept that fiber and the good gut bacteria will use that to make these short chain fatty acids that will help to make you more resilient. Because remember, it's your probiotics that are really your army to defend against future pathogens and future yeast overgrowth and support your immune system over against viruses and make your body be more resilient to stress. So our bacteria rebuild bundle is strategically combining the restore baseline probiotic, which is that 50-50 blend of lacto and bifido, 
It includes the Rebuild Spectrum probiotic, which has that Saccharomyces boulardii in there. Very essential to layer that in because that's a friendly yeast, which is going to fight against yeast overgrowth in the body. There's seven different beneficial probiotic strains in the spectrum. Um, and then you're going to be continuing with that GI cleanup to make space for that bacteria regrowth. And then the phytofiber, because beyond even the fiber in the diet, I want to ensure that you have enough of the tools for the bacteria to stick to, if you will. You kind of think of that as like the fertilizer for it to maintain growth and viability. So all four of those are there for a purpose. And I will say, I get asked all the time, hey, I had to go on an antibiotic. What do I do now? you go right into the bacteria rebuild and you should start that protocol on the tail end of your antibiotic. And then you may not need to do a bacteria cleanse and do the whole 10 weeks. You might be able to just do the rebuild if you've been you know, treated for something else. Totally. If you kind of catch it soon enough before something has a chance to take over and, and be opportunistic there. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And then um, in terms of what the cleanse entails, there's a restriction of 60 grams or, of carbs or less, which we didn't really talk about because if you're already keto, you're kind of already hitting that note. Um, but do you want to go any deeper into like why carnivore wouldn't be the best during this time? Yeah, for sure. Like I said, you know, it goes back to that importance of tolerating vegetable fibers. Um, and the big concern here is that if you can't tolerate the vegetable fibers or you're not consuming those, you're not going to create that good barrier of defense. So that would be my big kind of hit for that. And I would state within the world of people that are just going to do a keto diet and um, follow the cleanse that that's fine. But again, I'd want them to get these vegetable fibers. I want them to get the sulfur containing compounds from um, the cauliflower, Brussels, cabbage, and, and what have you. And also I would call out, I would not want you doing non-caloric sweeteners during this time because remember, non-caloric sweeteners sterilize the biome. Even stevia is bacteria static, meaning that it kills off gut bacteria. So not a good way to rebuild your gut bacteria if you're using non-caloric sweeteners on a daily basis. Totally. I knew you'd squeeze that in there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Always, always, always. Oh my gosh. Um, so, okay. I think we hit on just all the things today in terms of our beat the bloat cleanse, your experience with it, kind of deeper dive on some of the points of interest on a lot of the compounds in that cleanse. And as always, a ton of Buddhist medicine support. Yes. So hopefully now you know why you may need it, even if your GI is rocking and even if you aren't bloating, maybe it's skin, maybe it's hormones, maybe it's mood. Um, now you know why you might want to try that beat the bloat cleanse, how you can cope with it and conquer your gut to live in symbiosis to have your biome serving you. As always, if you love today's episode and you're digging the podcast, share us on your Instagram or Facebook, tag Allie Miller RD, and give us five stars on over on iTunes. And if you have either my books, The Anti-Anxiety Diet or The Anti-Anxiety Diet Cookbook, it would mean so much to me to take a couple minutes of your time to leave an Amazon review that is all so greatly appreciated. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished Podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.